cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Pas ça, Zinedine. Oh non. Oh non, pas ça. Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett here on this Friday as we record late with Christian Pulisic looking over, over my shoulder, yes. sort of. Not the real one. Just Nolan, a picture of him. Ryan to my left here in the Beckett studios. Got a little, uh, got a little remodel in here. We did. We, we 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 moved things around. The feng shui is different, and I'm it feeling is. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like this is going to be a good show. Good because we got good stuff to talk about. I'm Scott. I'm Brian. Coach Brian. Coach Brian. I, I make my debut tomorrow. By the way, is, on the pitch, got my badge from the league yesterday. So I'm. Did you have to do your uh, my, my my coach's license? Licensing. No, I did not. All I had to do was pass a um, a background check and upload a photo that i had our buddy daniel from the digital studio take on my iphone i gotta be honest with you i'm shocked that you passed the background check yeah i don't know why you would say that they because i thought you were a different brian they, they cleared me in about 10 minutes so either that wasn't a very extensive Not background very check extensive background check or i'm just that clean i'm thinking it's the not very extensive okay. version hey brian yes sir are you going to last longer than frank de boer might last at atlanta united have you seen this? No, I have not. To start with, uh, the more obscure thing that we're going to talk about today. So Tata Martino, of uh-huh. course, yes, great season, yes, wins the title. Did they hire Frank De Boer, uh-huh. who you might know from gr- some of his past greatest hits, such as "85 Days in Charge of Inter Milan," and what an eighty-five days. Yes, and then four hundred and fifty minutes of Premier League action in charge of Crystal Palace. Four games. What's before. that? It's like seven, seven hours? Um, yes. Give it now. I don't know how many Whatever. hours. I'm not worried about the hours. Yes. Um, what is hilarious, so when he was at Inter Milan, he lasted until November 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was at Crystal Palace, he lasted four games into the season. They scored zero goals in the Premier League in those four games. Mm-hmm. The first team in 93 years to have begun a top flight season in such a fashion. So he doesn't get a job for a little while. That was in 2017. Mm-hmm. In December 2018, he was announced as the head coach of Atlanta United. Okay. Nationality of this young man? Frank De Boer. So he is Dutch. Okay. He was a great player. Yeah. And he was a good manager for Ajax from okay. 2010 to 2016. Okay. Then he goes to enter. Things are not working I'm, out. I'm familiar with the name. I'm not yeah. familiar with his, so his story, his there bio. Was, there was a lot of talk about when he was at Crystal Palace that he had like a very, um, uh, he liked trying to prove that he was better than the players like on the field. Oh, even still? Because he's like fairly young. He's like in his 40s. So anyway, he's at Atlanta replacing the legend. You never want to be the guy that replaces the guy, they say. Yeah. Um, things are not going well. He's trying to implement a system that's not working out. And um, there's already talk and people wanting him out. Uh-huh. He probably won't be fired as quickly. They lost their first game. They lost they their first game. Yeah. And they, they've, they're also in the um, 
the uh, equivalent of the Champions League. It is the Champions League. It's the CONCACAF Champions yeah, League. Yeah, oh, sorry. The equivalent of the UEFA Champions League, the CONCACAF yes. Champions League. Um, and they're not going doing well there. They've won one game in three of – or sorry, one out of four games that he's managed. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to be fired, but uh, that's our sort of random topic to start off with because I saw that today and I was like, he's the guy that has been fired three times before, you know – Two months. Uh, well, I don't not, have not three times, but twice. I don't have much experience, but I'm throwing my hat into the ring. Okay, and I will go to LinkedIn and update my well, LinkedIn not on, page. Not and on our uh, send it Wi-Fi. to Atlanta United. Yeah, well, you're not going there on our okay, Wi-Fi. Okay, sir. Um, yes. So that was kind of what we're talking about. You, uh, you know, are making your. You're going to be a debutante tomorrow. I, I am. like calling you a debutante. I had. I, I provided some insight on the lineup already to head Ooh, coach. What formation are you guys running? I don't remember. It's been a while. Is this a joke? I don't remember. You just had training this week. Three, four. Three, four, three? Three. A three, four, three. That's what De Boer is trying to run at uh, Atlanta, and it's not working out. Yes, three, four, three. Well, Well, we'll see how that works out for you guys. Hopefully it's better than Atlanta's been doing. Anyway, um... The more uh, bigger, the more bigger, the bigger the news. The more bigger. Well, uh, yeah. That we'll get to. Um, Champions League this week, highly controversial. Contra- so if it's controversy, is it then just controversy. controversial? It's controversy, not controversy. What is, how did but you say that? That's what they say in England. It's, it's, it's a controversy. Do they? Yeah. But I don't know if it's controversial. Can we talk? Turkish third division yeah, we'll, football. Yeah, we'll get to Turkish third division football as we always do. <laughs> you know that we'll cover that. Um, but I do want to start with this. We'll get to the Champions League and all the controversy uh, with, with pretty much every game there was yeah. controversy. Almost. Um, because we are U.S. based. I think the big news is the U.S. WNT. Mm-hmm suing the U.S. Soccer Federation. Yeah, I was just skimming that article before we came down here. And uh, Can you once just come down and act like you're an expert in something? I'm an expert in everything. Baseball trading cards. Yes. Um, so, yes, all 28 members of the team, mm-hmm. which I don't know what team. Is it the most recent team? Is I believe it the World Cup the, team? So is it the She Believes Cup team? Is it? I believe it's the team that is playing right now, like the most recently called okay. up team. However, what what it says is that anyone who's played since the 2015 World Cup could be entitled to whatever they if they, if they do win. Yeah. Um, so because they're basing it on the fact that they won the 2015 World Cup, they claimed that they, they brought in $20 million more in revenue than the men. Yeah. And they have not been paid more. They have not been paid equally. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say travel when they play, medical facilities, medical where team, they play, even where right? they play as well. Yeah, all of those things factoring. It's not just a monetary thing. I think it's really interesting. Um, I guess my take on it is, if it's true that they made that much more money, yeah, in 2015, then they absolutely should be paid more than the men's team. In 2015, yeah, and if the men made more in 2016, the men should be paid more. Like it should be, it should be an economics thing. Yeah, they should. Whoever is making the most money would, it would make sense to pay that team the most. And it seems like it's 
the woman, right? I don't I don't know. I know that it says in 2015 that they did. Well, yeah, I was, I'm thinking like kind of the recent friendlies here in this last terrible year of not qualifying for the World Cup and right. seeing the stands, but I guess the men are still getting that revenue even though if, you know, 80% of the stands or of the um of the stadium is are Brazil fans. You know that is that like is a that. really good point actually. So, yeah. that's the other point. Uh, mm-hmm. People go to see the women's national team to see the women's national team. Yeah. Very rarely are, are, I mean, you might, for some of the bigger countries, you know, you could have gone to see Marta and, and things like that with Brazil, but they're the draw. When the men play, it's usually, usually the other team that's the draw. I think that's an actually, that's a really good point. And I think that that might be a thing that, that the U.S. Soccer Federation might be able to use without stating it. It, you're right. It could be an inflated number. Yeah, I, hey, look, I think the, it the is. men the men put fifty thousand people in a Chicago Stadium when they played uh, Costa Rica. Well, it's like okay, well, how many of those people were Costa Rican fans, or how many of those people in uh, Tampa Bay were Colombian fans? Yeah. But the money still goes to yeah. U.S. soccer, and so they they could claim that that it's a bigger draw. But you're right. When you look at a stadium in a women's game, those those are U.S. fans there to see the U.S. women. Mm-hmm. They're not there necessarily to see. Uh, the Mexican women's team as much as if you go to a men's game. So I think that it's a really interesting case. And I think it's one of the few sports where they really do have a case to say, we're the bigger draw and and we can prove it. Why can't, can we just not throw all the money in the pot and say, look, if you're a, if you're a national team player, male or female, you get X amount of game, you are guaranteed whatever, first class travel, right. you're going to have first class accommodations. Can't we just throw it all into the same pot or do we have to break it into... I mean, I... I agree. I think that there's there's an argument for that as well. That might um, be the easier way to do it because mm-hmm. if, especially if the women... If, if the men are... It's hard, like we've, we've been saying, it's hard to, to, to account for who's there to see the men and is that really their money? I mean, I guess technically it is just like if, if, if the Yankees come to Arlington to play the Rangers and you get 30,000 Yankee fans, it's technically going to the Rangers. Rangers, Yeah. Yeah. So, but at the same time, wouldn't it just be easier just to say, look, us soccer made $50 million this year. This is what everybody is getting next year. I agree. I think that that, that, might be the option. It'll be interesting to see how or if the U.S. Soccer Federation uh, fights this case. Yeah, because are they fighting against each other, basically? Yeah, or against themselves. Yeah, they're and, fighting against sort of their own organization. So I think it'll be really. I don't know. It'll be they're in a really bad situation where they really can't just go after the women. Yeah, they don't want to go out there and say. Hey, uh, actually, here are some numbers that show you guys aren't making money and you guys aren't popular because that's hurting their own product. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the U.S. women are still a product for their for them, so they can't in court then say anything negative. Yeah, I mean, the the stadiums don't show it, but I think the the just in general, the women have a better like the feeling around the women's team or towards the women's team. Like the interest may not be as high, but just it seems like a more positive atmosphere compared to the men. It'd be one thing, like it'd be one thing if the women were terrible and not even close. Right. But the all throw it into a big pot method is a way of just splitting the difference, saying yes, 
the men are drawing 30,000 people in Chicago or 50,000 people. Yes, okay, some of them might be there to see Costa Rica. Most of them. Most of them, okay. But the women have won multiple World Cups and are the better team on the world stage. So let's just split the difference and say we all this is as a national team player this is what you're getting. Yeah, and that, and that might be what they end up doing, but I also think that the women could have the argument. No, we actually should pay, be paid more. We're better. I know, but then how do you how no, do you no, how not, do you yeah. I know that. I know, but then how do you how do you square that, I guess, is uh, where you get okay, there's 8,000 to go see the women at you know, maybe they haven't played at Giants Stadium, but at, at at the Meadowlands Giants Stadium or whatever, and then you get the the men there against Brazil. And you get sixty thousand. It's yeah. like okay, how do you? Okay, yes, you're the better team. You have mm-hmm. had way more success, but yeah, you, you got to give a little. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think into the idea that the um, there's like a better feeling. I mean, winning makes you feel that way. Mm-hmm. And when you go see the U.S. women, you're going to see. Um, and obviously, I'm not a, a, the world's expert on the women's game, but I would venture to say that the U.S. women's national team probably has at least five of the 10 best players in the world, maybe, maybe. three of the best 10, yeah, ten you maybe. know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. when you go see the men's team, you're not going to see any of the best players in the world. Correct. Unless they're playing Brazil, unless Correct. they're playing Argentina France, unless France. they're playing, you yeah. know? So when you go see the men, you're kind of going to see the whole thing, the spectacle, the, Ooh, I kind of am here to see the other team as well. I'm here to see Hamas with Colombia. But when you go see the women's team, typically you're like, I'm going to go see the U S women's team, the best team in the world. Yeah. And that's our team. The men's team, I, I think, to what you're saying, is a little bit of a different feeling, just because we're like, oh, we want them to be good, but we know they're, they're, the odds are stacked against them, or they're not, you know, they're facing a team that's better than them. Whereas the women, it's a, it's a very, and it's also like you were talking about with your daughter, like it's a very, um, sort of an inspirational team. Like it's, it's a team that that every young girl who plays soccer looks up to, mm-hmm. and they know that like the best team in the world is our team yeah and i can go see them and high five them and they you know, haven't been playing very well of light yeah they're having some keeper issues in back line issues. oh really yeah so there is some there is some uh r- some nervousness heading into this world cup from what i've been reading mm-hmm. and i did watch quite a bit of this most recent she believes kept they weren't very good had some trouble keeping possession scoring goals they still won the game right they they tied they finished second in the tournament. England won the tournament. Oh, so yeah, they finished it was like a round robin. Yeah, thing. so they finished. They tied um, England and they tied Japan, and then they beat Brazil one zero. So oh, they got I one win and two score, ties, yeah. and then um, uh, England had two wins and a tie. So okay, yeah, yeah. So, but but the the point still remains that they are seen as the best team in the world. Mm-hmm. They'll be the favorites going into the World Cup, I assume. Um, I they think. won the last one. Yeah, and and they've been good for a long time. Um, so that's kind of, that's, that was the big story that came down. Uh, I believe that was today. today was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good thing we didn't record yesterday. Yeah, right? it was good. So um, there was a reason why we put it off. Another small thing before we hit it and head into the bigger, uh, the champions league things, not that the U S women's thing was small, but the DeBoer thing was a little small. Manchester city being investigated by both UEFA and separately by the premier league for financial fair play violations huh so that'll be interesting i'm sure it, it of course what german newspaper broke this story what is it is it uh it's not it's Deo. on the tip of your tongue it's um 
Der Spiegel. Der Spiegel. Dude, they're the only people doing anything in the whole world. They're the only people who care about journalism. I know. It's unbelievable. Um, uh, but yeah, so so City, Der Spiegel. I believe from from at least this article, the potential is a Champions League ban mm-hmm. if they are found guilty or whatever. Um, I guess it's FIFA that would enforce the transfer bans like what Chelsea got. That's from FIFA. Uh-huh. So I'm not sure what the Premier League's punishment type thing would be, but these things take years and forever to like actually investigate. So they can't. There's no results this season or points. anything. They're not going to dock them one and a half points, which I would like. One and a half because they're only up by one point. On no, but that, that, that this will this will be affected like next season or two seasons. Yeah, but we've or, seen that, right? I mean, it wasn't. I don't think it was financial fair play. It was. Um, where a team started the season with like negative five points or negative three points, and that oh, might have yeah. been low, like or negative ten. It was, po- in it Italy was Portsmouth. Or were there, but didn't Portsmouth have an issue too? Like it, so, so what happened to Rangers? Rangers got bumped down to because like because they went fourth bankrupt, division, yeah. right? Yeah, and Portsmouth, I believe, was kind of a, either dock points or they were sent down. Like yeah, but yeah. Portsmouth started tumbling. Leeds, I believe. Yeah, so, but, I remember looking all, at a table with a, yeah. a team with negative points yeah. very early in the season because they had been docked. <laughs> 10 points right. or whatever to but start the, a season. These were all issues with them not being able to turn a profit. Uh-huh. Um, Manchester City, I believe, is kind of the same thing, but they skirted around the rules in different ways. So I don't know if they'd still be punished in the same way. Who knows? They probably won't be punished at all because they're a huge club, or they'll be punished like Barcelona, Chelsea, and other teams have been punished where it's like, you get a three transfer ban. Oh, you appealed it. Uh, you get a one transfer <laughs> ban, and it's the winter window. So you just do all your work in the summer. It's like and they, then the they, next they, summer. they ban them four four transfer windows because they really want to ban them two, but yeah. they know they'll, okay, we'll get you down to two. Yeah. And then you can really just skirt the rule. I mean, yes. did Barcelona buy like Arda Turan during a transfer ban? They just kind of agreed to it and was like, he'll show up like <laughs> whenever, whenever we decide it's over. Yeah. Uh, it, it, these these things always uh, work out for the big clubs, mm-hmm. but the, the clubs the size of like Rangers, where they are big in their own right, but but uh, don't have the billions, they can really get messed around. But I don't think yeah. that's going to happen in the city. Um, now speaking of UEFA, we had some Champions League action. We did, and we had some unexpected results, and we had some highly controversial results. Let's get the boring one out of the way. Yeah, Tottenham. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Tottenham was already up 3-0 on, on Dortmund. They went ahead and won uh, just like we expected. So that that was not surprising. The Did Ari, did Ari score? Did Ari Kane score? Um, did he get the goal? I don't believe so. Ju- they just have a recap. Of oh, Kane. yeah, it yeah. was. It actually was Harry Kane. There so, we go. Sorry. Um, but the shocking result from Tuesday Correct. was Real Madrid, who was having... The worst season they've had in a long time, which yeah. of course means they're like second in <laughs> La Liga, but um, they go down not 1 0, not 2 1. They go down 4 1 to Ajax. No, well, they well, yeah, they lost 4 1. They were down on 3 1, but the, yeah, then they ended up losing 4 1. On aggregate, yes. they lose 5 to 3, which so on aggregate. All of these goals, point I'm trying to make, I scored all these goals in Madrid. These were all away goals. Uh, except one, right? Right. No, but I mean in the 4-1. Oh, like yeah, they, yeah. they went into the Bernabeu mm-hmm. 
and score four goals. That doesn't happen, or that used to not happen. Well, how often do. does Tadic come and Dusan play? Tadic, the great Dusan Tadic. Yeah, Ajax is a really interesting team, and I would say they are very much the team you don't want to necessarily draw in mm-hmm. the next round, just because you know Tottenham's a pretty good team. That's fine, and, and some of these other teams are. are you know, every team in the Champions League is great. Yeah, but Ajax is this like really dangerous team that is on top of the world right now with nothing to lose, and they have some incredibly talented youngsters. Mm-hmm. Ajax is back. Yeah, it, you know, and they're selling their best player to Barcelona at the mm-hmm. end of the season. But they have Hakim Ziyech, who's really go- good. Scored a goal, could have scored several. Then they have, like you said, Dusan Tadic, who was. A very average player for Southampton who got who almost got relegated, mm-hmm. and now he's like the maestro <laughs> in Ajax, doing like spin moves and feeding the awesome. ball through to you know like. Uh, so they have veterans like Tadic. They have Lasascona who scored your that favorite, incredible yeah, your, your favorite free, free kick. kick, your favorite player, your friend's favorite. player. Yeah, my friend's favorite player. <laughs> it, it's an unbelievable free kick. So I, I wouldn't. I mean, if Liverpool advances, I don't want to play Ajax. I mean, I don't know what team I do want to play. Maybe Porto, but like. Ajax is the team that I'd be afraid of yeah. as any team um, just because the unknown factor. And when you get a bunch of young guys that believe mm-hmm. in themselves and they have nothing to lose, like that's very dangerous yeah. because they're not going to be rattled by your you know, stadium. or anything. I mean, They went into Bernabeu and scored four goals. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be rattled. Meanwhile, things are falling apart for Real Madrid. They are. <laughs> they, they're pretty much out of the race in La Liga, correct? Yeah, they, they lost... In Copa del Rey. They lost two El Clasicos in a week. Yes. And then they lost 4-1 to Ajax. Sergio Ramos missed the match due to yellow card accumulation, right? So do you know exactly what happened there? Well, I'm going to play dumb radio guy or dumb podcast guy let and me, say, no, I let don't Let me know. tell you what happened. Okay. So Real Madrid was leading 2-1, to one, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, against Ajax. He gets a yellow card late in the game because of yellow card accumulation. He says, well, if I get a yellow card now, I'll be out for the next game, which we're going to win. Then I'll be cleared on yellow card accumulation to be able to play in the quarter or the yeah quarterfinals. Yeah. Bad Didn't move. really work out. First of all, stupidly tells the media that's what he did. So then FIFA or UEFA bans him for another game <laughs> just in case they won. Then they lose and give up four goals yeah. on the backup defender. And, so and Nacho with a red card. That was that was two Nacho, yellows, right? Nacho got yeah, and but he got him uh, like this, like he fouled a guy and then he pushed the guy in the face. I think. Oh, okay, okay. I don't. I think that's what happened. But anyway, it was late. It didn't matter anyway. But the point was hilarious that that happened to Sergio Ramos. At the same time, it's a little bit like when we're watching LeBron just break down in front of our eyes for the Lakers. We're watching Real Madrid break breakdown, but like they won three straight Champions Leagues. Yeah, we can all be happy about it, but like I'd still rather be in their shoes, having won three straight Champions Leagues, and be like, "Oh, we had a bad season, but we'll spend a <laughs> billion dollars this off season, and we'll be fine." So, have is Mourinho coming back? I don't think so. I think that would be a bad decision. And then That's we not, get to Wednesday, yes, where things got really crazy. They did. Let's go Port- Where do start? Porto Roma first because I think we'll spend more time on Man City PSG. Porto Roma was a really good game back and forth. Um, it is two. It was two one at the end of regular 
time, Correct. which put the aggregate at 3-3 with equal away goals. So the, the very rare scenario where all that lines up and they get to go to actually go to extra time. Yes. And then we get a VAR penalty in the 117th minute. You've had a chance to look at the video on this one. I think this thoughts. one... I think this one was the correct call. This is, and I forget the player because it was. Um, I forgot who was fouled, but it was Florenzi, number twenty-four. Because yes. yes, Alessandro Florenzi, so very good player. He, I guess, the ball was coming in on a cross, mm -hmm. and he kind of tugged the player's shirt, but then quickly let go, mm -hmm. and the ball, you know, skipped past the keeper and out of bounds for right. presumably a goal kick. Um, they went to the. VAR video VA, assisted replay for those the VAR and it was I mean it was pretty clear that he pulled his I jersey. agree yeah now you could say that happens all the time that happens on every play it's kind of like the holding call in the NFL right. like but you know the the referee who I don't know his name but I remember him from the World Cup the uh, Turkish referee yes I yes I love that guy yeah he's he's my because he's so like I don't know he I just, just seems like he would he's beat very you up. angular he looks yeah. very like he's, I don't know you, there's a confidence about yes him. I like him I like him and he looks like Charles our BGS New York okay. Again. grading manager it's a real specific <laughs> I love him but anyway it, um, he argued but I don't know how you argue with that call i mean he clearly so did you i mean you saw it right so what i would say is that call would almost never be made without var it's the correct call because if you could see a jersey tug and especially in that situation where it, it was a, a bang bang it was a very hard hit cross the player's trying to get on the end of it and all he has to do is get a foot on it it's probably going in mm -hmm. i don't know if he reaches it but one shirt tug throws that timing off and the play cannot be completed a ref being far away from that because of all the bodies in the way is probably never going to see that. So Florenzi might be thinking, I've done that a thousand times in my life. Yeah. And I I've guess. never been caught for it. But by the letter of the law and by just if you're a fan of scoring in soccer, you would want jersey tugs to be taken out of the game. And it, it's just like things that happen a lot on corners, all these little dirty things that happen on corners to prevent goals. A lot of those will probably, as VAR becomes more and more popular, will be called and defenders will be like, I've done this. I've, I've wrapped my arms around the, the offensive player a million times uh, or an offensive player. I've used the guy's shoulder to jump up yeah. and score you know, headers all the time. Why am I being called for this now? Well, I mean, we need to get these things out of the game because they make the game more offensive. If defenders aren't getting away with shirt tugs, then they're going to be more goals scored. And we that's good. Yeah. So I think that one correct call, but I see why a defender would be sort of befuddled because he's like, "How did like you didn't see that?" <laughs> well, no, I mean, like you said, it, it it's it'll make them a bit more honest, or at least it put should. in the back of their mind that hey, I, I'm yes, I know, I, it, and maybe it's hard. Maybe there there's probably going to be defenders who can't adjust. Like they, that's just the way they play. They've always played that way. They've gotten away with it 99 times out of 100, and they played hundreds of matches in their career, in their life, and they they it's just the way I, they play defense. I, I think Liverpool legend Martin Skirtle just held on to the opposing team's yeah, jersey the entire game. Like I, I, There were so I many mean, times I would watch and be like... You see some free kicks or some corner kicks that swing yeah. into the box, and like I don't know how they don't call a penalty on almost every one because you see guys like bear hug and like yeah. getting tackled. Now, some of them will go down easy, but getting tackled and like yeah, John Terry like hugging guys. and Yeah, and the jersey tug is a, is a big player. Yeah. You're just a quick because all you're doing is throwing off the timing like just a split second mm -hmm. and they can't get the head on the ball, the foot on the ball. You're not you're not grabbing them down the field like a football player, like a, a yeah. you know, 
trying to tackle a running back. You're literally just one tug. And so they think in their minds, I got away with that. The ref, there's no way he he saw that. But a video can see it. Yeah. So I, I'm okay with that one being called. Well, yeah, and it, it brings it back to kind of along the lines of this is how they've always played. It kind of brings comes back to American football and the new rules they put in with targeting yeah. and how you can't drive the quarterback into the ground right. and how you can hit the quarterback and how you can hit players and you can't lower your head. And these are the way players have been taught and, and have played the game since they were in, you know, 10 years old. And now they're implementing all these new rules, VAR and soccer now. Um, it's it, it's going to be tough for, for some of them to adjust and some of them may not be able to adjust, but I don't know. I think overall it, it's good. It's, it, I'd rather the play be right. I know a lot of people don't like the delay um, a lot of people don't like that it takes the human element out of it. Um, I want you want the play to be right. You don't want the Thierry Henry against Ireland in the right. what, what was that in 2010 qualifying or six qualifying for the 06 World Cup or the 10 World Cup where he basically or Euros, smacked yeah. the ball. Yeah, you know, out of the way. You you want the call to be right. Yeah, and that that leads to the Manchester United PSG game. But to your point about the handball, PSG, obviously, they're going to have a lot of complaints. But I saw a video before the game, um, before the Manchester United PSG game, Mbappe scored with his fist mm-hmm. in a, a legal game, and it was called back due to VAR. And you say, well, of course, we don't want guys being able to score with their hands yeah. and get away with it. So, I mean, that's obviously the correct use of bar is to say that guy i mean he he's running and it's just one of the things where he's starting to throw his head it's a little over and his hands here and it goes in yeah we don't want those to count the hand of god the hand of god absolutely the hand of like if if var was around it would take away one of the greatest uh or most legendary plays in all of world cup history if it i mean it wasn't which may be the right thing yeah i mean i think that would be the right (laughs) thing um so we go to Manchester United, PSG, obviously the massive story. Mm-hmm. PSG has spent um, over a billion dollars on players since um, they were taken over by their current owners, uh, I think in 2012. Mm-hmm. Their main goal is always to win the Champions League. They have not made it past the round of 16. I don't, I don't believe at all. Um, Neymar was hurt. Neymar was hurt, but they still had. I mean, they 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 get went into this game up two zero with two away goals. With two away goals, their chance of, of success, I believe, was something like ninety percent before the game started. Crazy. They had um, at one point, and I, I let me check this, but they had like seventy five percent possession. Mm-hmm. They uh, lose. They had seventy three percent possession. Seventy three percent possession. Yep. They scored in the twelfth minute. So so no, Lukaku they scored in the second minute. Well, no, no, Lukaku scored in the second minute. Yes. Then PSG yes says, answer. oh okay, we got yes. this. We scored in the twelfth minute. This game should have been over right then when PSG got the goals to make it one one. This game should have been over. Uh, Manchester United gets another goal on a Buffon howler. That was a ha- well. Both their goals, both of Lukaku's goals, were ba- like should the, have been proved. Oh yeah. my god! The defender and I don't know who who it was, but he turned and tried to uh, uh, back pass to uh, who was it? Uh, the Brazilian captain. Oh, Thiago Silva. Silva, yeah, that's who I believe it was. Uh, again, I just saw the replays here. So, and it was kind of a lazy pass, and Silva didn't get on it real quick, and Lukaku Lukaku just ran right past him. And was, and and had to slide to put it in. It was it was it was it was a tough finish, um, but just an awful 
back pass, like real sloppy, real lazy yeah, in the be- to start the game. Yeah, two minutes in, in yeah. a game that all you need to do is defend. Yes. That's all you need to do. And then the ho- then to spill that for a And for, he spills a long-range shot yeah. that Lukaku just pounces on. And it's 2-1. And then again, PSG is fine. They're they fine are. at 2-1. And, and they were pressing to try to get another goal to you know kind of put it away. Mm-hmm. They hit the post. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, who scored the goal? Uh, Benat? Yes, he hit Bernat. the post. Yeah, he, he hit the post later. He's good, by the way. They got a lot of star players. And in the games I watched them when they played Liverpool and mm-hmm. stuff, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. I'm worried about Neymar and Cavani and Mbappe, Mbappe. and uh, Mbappe you know, Di Maria. Mbappe had a really nice pass on their goal. He had a nice turn yeah. and pass on their goal. And then Bernat's cutting in and doing all that stuff. And late, I don't know if you saw this, Were you? did you watch the game? So late, uh, Mbappe kind of had a breakaway, uh-huh. but kind of lost his footing and yeah. couldn't, get, um, couldn't get on the ball. But had he kept his footing, I think he would have been in alone. On De Gea. Yeah. It was real they close. Were, and they were, I mean, PSG looked for all the world like they were just going to score. I mean, mm-hmm. they had the ball, like I said, 73% possession. Then in the 94th, well, I mean, I guess the penalty was probably in like the 91st minute. Yeah. A, just a, I'm going to shoot this ball because we have nothing else. Yeah. It's like Long outside range, the box, ridiculous. Right? Yeah. Shot had no shot of ever going in. No shot had no chance of ever going yeah. in. Kimpembe? Mm-hmm. Jumps, turns his back, and his right arm, his right arm being is, a little bit away from his body. But it was down. He's his not, he's not lifting it up. His left arm was right. up in the air, but his right arm was down. The, the ball glances off without VAR. That is not even noticed. I mean, there, there were some Manchester United players who were like, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. But that's something that live, you can't even really see. I don't even care about that they went to the VAR th- to give that. Even so the then you go to VAR, yeah. yeah. They look at it in slow motion, mm-hmm. and they decide penalty. Rashford puts it away. Manchester United advances. PSG eliminated. Shocking! Like, even the, the announcers were saying, "Like, I, I find a hard believe if hard to believe that they're going to give this this penalty." And the, oh, he gave it. He gave the penalty, and he just kind of fell to his knees. The defender. Yeah. He was a defender, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. he's one of their center backs. They okay. played three center backs. Yeah, so that was horrible. I mean, he jumped. So, okay. He's jumping. If you, the- if you go on Twitter. Oh, this is your first mistake. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is people on Twitter will share a photo mm-hmm. or a GIF. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the photo, you go, yeah, that ball's going off his arm. His arm's away from his body. Yeah, that's a handball. Yeah. If you watch the full sequence in real time, it's not a handball. But if you're watching VAR and go in slow motion, watching it over and over and over again, you go, well, his arm's away from his body. By the letter of the law, that's a handball. And this is where I think the the thing that annoys me a lot is that you get a lot of, especially British commentators, say, the VAR is ruining the game. This is all VAR's fault. This is the fault of, of the... We should not have the replay. It shouldn't take so long. It's not the fault of the system. It's the human beings interpreting it. Correct. And it's maybe the rules in place. But getting calls right, it, it, like being able to look at a call and try to getting trying to get the call right is not a problem. Yeah. You shouldn't have a problem. That's not that. a problem, no. It's the application of it. Speaking of which, that did you see Neymar on Instagram? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. So Neymar had some hot sports opinions about this uh, on Instagram. Do you want me to read to you what he wrote? Yes. 
He said, that is a disgrace, Neymar wrote on his Instagram stories alongside a screenshot of the alleged handball. He said, and UEFA still pick four guys who know nothing about football to review the VAR decision in slow motion. The hand, that handball simply doesn't exist. How do you handball behind your back? Ah, uh, go F yourself. That's what he said. That's what he wrote. I mean, he's not wrong. I don't know if it's true that they have four guys who don't know anything about football, but it, I mean, it, to, to bring this to American sports, which we do often, mm-hmm. to me, this is the Des catch. This is the Des catch, no catch against the, the Packers. Or the tuck rule, the, uh, or the, the tuck Tom rule. Brady but tuck rule. It's one of those things where every single person watching, every single person who's ever played the game, who's ever watched the game, when they see that, so talking about the Des catch, which was a thing in uh, like 2015 playoffs, 2014, the the Cowboys threw a a deep pass to uh, the receiver, Des Bryant. He goes up to catch it. He lands on the ground. The ball kind of bobbles a little bit here and there, but it's on top of him the whole way. And he comes down with the ball and like it touches the ground a little bit, but he has it the whole way. Everyone who's ever watched football says, what an amazing catch. Yeah. They go to replay. They watch it in slow motion. And you go, oh, look at the ball bobbling there. there. <laughs> you know. And then they come back and they say, well, by the letter of the law, that's not a catch. And they were right in that by the letter of the law, that wasn't a catch. And maybe just like in this situation, if you watch this in slow motion, they are correct that by the letter of the law, that might be a penalty. But that, to me, says the letter of the law needs to be changed to give more benefit of the doubt to uh, Isn't defenders. the letter of the law, though, is that your hand is the, or your arm or whatever is in an unnatural position? I mean, he was... I mean. I, I saw but I think that that might be too uh, loose of a thing. How, what's a natural and unnatural position when you're jumping know. and spinning? Well, exactly. Well, no, what, you, I, 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 I know. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, where would you, like, you're jumping and spinning. You're not going to keep your hand like right on your hip or right behind your back. Like, you're yeah, you jumping can't and jump spinning and, with your hands behind your back. Now, if he's jumping and spinning and his arms are out, yeah. like you know, showing how big oh, yeah. a fish he caught or something like that. Right. Okay, that's different. Or if they're out in the air like an airplane or like he's got a hand up in the air, that's different. His arm, I mean, it was what? Was it even six inches away from his body? He was jumping. Right, exactly. And so I think that there needs to be work done to improve that rule. Yeah. Had Now, had it hit his left hand that was up by his head as he was jumping, uh, okay, maybe I, maybe I could see that one. I, I feel like with, with replay, with a handball, it should only be watched in real time. Mm-hmm. Slow motion shot be used, and if it's not, Did you say shan't be used. No, it should not. Oh, okay. If it's not obvious in real time that that was a deliberate handball, because every deliberate handball you can tell by just watching it in real time, then I think deliberate. I think you get in the same problem as unnatural. How can you tell intent? Can you no, tell no, no, intent? no, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, if you can't tell that it's a a penalty worthy offense by watching it in real time, mm-hmm. then I don't think it should be given because that means that it was probably not done either un- in an unnatural position or on purpose. Yeah, that, then the NFL have that where it has to be clear evidence to overturn the call uh, on the field. On yes. the field. So if And th- so that came into play in the Ajax Real Madrid game. Ajax, one of their goals was scored after a ball looked like it had gone out of bounds mm-hmm. and then the guy was able to save it. Correct. They yes. go down the field and they score. Yes. They look at the replay and you cannot tell for sure that the ball yeah. went out. So they kept the call. Some on the angles field. look like it was out. Some angles were like, ooh. And I, I think don't know. that was the right decision in that play because you, you can't prove that it went out. Yeah, I forgot about that. In one. this situation, and especially I feel like with everything on the line, to to 
I mean, I guess if they don't give it, then Manchester United loses. Mm-hmm. So you have to give it one way or the other. It basically gives a win to the other, uh, one team. Uh, there's no safe route. But yeah, going with the call on the field, the ref who saw it and was right there, if he didn't feel like it was clear and obvious handball, and you can only tell by slowing it down a lot, I don't think that it is. But I don't think the problem is with there being VAR. I don't think get rid of replay. It's improved the system and the rules and the way they're interpreted. I'll close by saying the Roma penalty, good call. The PSG penalty was trash. Yeah, of the three decisions that we talked about, Ajax one was a push. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Because they kind of just had to say, one of them looked, we don't know. Yeah, one of them looked clearly out of bounds. And then the other angle looked like, eh, maybe that is, I don't know if that's... Yeah out or not exactly so that one is a push yeah. because they had to just say hey we got to go with the was mm-hmm. call of the field um like you said roma good call Real, or uh psg terrible call yeah uh we will be back next week with more champions league talk we didn't even get into liverpool everton nil nil putting turkish manchester league. city at the top or third we will finish with turkish league here in a second oh yes <laughs> good call <laughs> um, so Manchester City leading the Premier League at the moment. Nine games left, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, more games at the weekend. At the weekend, that's what they say. That and is. then more Champions League next week that we'll talk about. Final story, Turkish third division. A player brought either a razor blade or a needle. Some sharp eye object. Onto the field. There's video. Go look this up. And he just starts like poking people, slicing them. In the face, in the, the arm, neck, in the, the arms. It was very, very violent. And then his team put out a statement that was like, no, nah, didn't happen. Yeah. The, <laughs> and after you see, so the other, the players like posted on, on Instagram that they're, or whatever, on social media, their they, injuries. Yeah. How the other team could say, now maybe they didn't see those yet, but how you could say this, this was just normal injuries from a football match is beyond me. I mean, it's but isn't it, this the world we live like in they though? Fought with with Freddy Krueger. Isn't this the world we live in though? No matter what the evidence is, no matter what the uh, proof is that you in your side did something wrong, you can just be like, "It's not true. It's fake. <laughs> they made it up. Propaganda." And we I, we, we, we somehow live in the most informed age of all time. Like, there's video evidence that this happened. Yeah. And well, you can't. You can see him like. He's using, poking people. He's specifically using a closed right hand and like but poking people, poking and like, them and like, like putting their his wrist. hand near their yeah. neck. It's very violent. And it's, it gets in a real like political situation with why these teams hate each other and all this stuff. Point is, that's crazy. And you should probably get your son one of those needles no, for tomorrow's game. A, I'm gonna do it with the coach. So when we do the little high five line, I'm gonna oh, start. Wow, just slicing. Just kidding. Well, you already passed your background check, so you can do whatever you want. I can do whatever I want. All right, we'll be back next week. Uh, Maybe we'll have some hobby talk. Maybe not. You know, that's all on Brian, and he's his mind is occupied with coaching. It is. We'll have Brian's report from his first game, from his debut. And next week, fourth division Danish talk. Yes. I until then and afterwards. I'm Scott. I'm Brian.